Welcome to the Authentically American Podcast, featuring inspiring stories from great Americans who are making a difference. Your host is West Point grad, former Army Ranger, and founder of Authentically American, Dean Wagner. Welcome to the Authentically American Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Wagner, and today I'm joined by my good friend and great American, Don Buckner. Don built a highly successful manufacturing business out of his garage, eventually winning the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award for the state of Florida. Don now dedicates his professional life to supporting the American worker. Don founded MadeInAmerica.com and launched the first ever Made in America trade show. This incredible event has set out to showcase the largest collection of U.S. made machines and products ever in one place. Don is inspiring American workers across the country, and you're really going to enjoy hearing his story. Well, Don, thank you. Really appreciate you investing the time and joining us here on the Authentically American podcast. My pleasure. Yeah. Glad to be here. And, you know, I've, I've shared with you a little bit of the background of how we want to share the inspiring stories of great Americans who are making a difference. And a lot of times we start, you know, way back in the beginning. And I'm just curious, how did you start to build, you know, this sense of patriotism? Because you launched MadeInAmerica.com. You launched the first ever, you know, Made in America conference. So, where did that sense of patriotism, where did that belief in the American worker, where did that all start? Well, uh, obviously born in this country, born in Florida, um, always had a sense of duty uh, to do something significant for the country. I had children at a very young age and I was unable to serve. So I uh, kind of fell into it and, and, and what happened was I had started a company, a manufacturing company in my garage uh, like I said, back in 1994, and about 1998, I saw Congress, 20 senior senators decided to retire all at one time, and I said, something's up. So sure enough, at Christmas, very quietly, they gave China uh, temporary most favored trade status, and then in 2000, President Clinton made it permanent most favored trade status, and consequently, the free trade experiment started. So in 1998, I started buying domains, not sure why, just felt led to start buying some domains. So I bought uh, madeinamerica.com, madeinusa.com, madeinthusa.com, americanmade.com, and recently madeinamerica.org. So those are what I call the four corners, now five corners of that idea. Not knowing what I was gonna do with them, but just figured one day they would, may have some use and application. And um, so that was 20 plus years ago. And we realized um, recently that the environment, political environment was, and it looks like the free trade experiment has failed. And now that the tide seems to be turning, the pendulum is swinging back. We said, now's the time we should probably take some action. And so uh, in October a year ago, uh, 19, uh, rather than 2018, we decided, well, why don't we have a trade show kind of as a starter? And so we started putting the pieces together and uh, about early March, we turned the website on, which was a lot of, a lot of uh, effort to get that done. And then all the contractors that you have to hire to put together a trade show, you lease a venue, you get all the contractors together and get them in line and all those pieces set up. So March to October, we had, that was our sales period. And through that period, we sold roughly 250 manufacturers to come a very short period of time. Uh, convince them to come, and as you were there, witnessed, we had a 
a celebration of U.S. manufacturing like has really never been done. We had significant speakers come in and speak, um, and it was it was a really exciting time. And while we didn't quite have the attendance that we had hoped for, the manufacturers themselves seemed to have be inspired and be in a state of mind that was like, "Wow, this is something significant," and I'm glad I'm here and I want to be part of it next year. So that's kind of where we are today, and we're yeah. we're still looking for a venue at this stage for 2020. So we're, we're excited about what the future holds. Well, let me do this, Don, because I want to come back to the Made in America conference, the significance behind that being the first and what's planned for the future. But as I was doing my research, you know, and prep for the podcast, you know, I didn't know a lot about your background, but it sounded like there was a welding background and not a lot of formal education early on. And then you went on to launch this successful company, Vactron. So take me back early on and how you got started in the business side. Well, uh, as most people can testify, businesses are started out of desperation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you, you basically just you wing it till you figure it out. And that's kind of what happened. Uh, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that through divine inspiration and through divine connections, we were able to put together an organization there early on called Vactron Equipment. That was my first manufacturing company, developed a product, developed a process, and it happened to be the right product at the right time and solved some problems and uh, new problems with the dot-com bubble coming and all the fiber optic that was being put in the ground. So it was, it was, it was, it was some really cool, a really cool process. And I understood you recently sold Vactron then? I recently sold Vactron to our distribution company, which was Vermeer. They're a billion-dollar company. And um, we were distributing through them anyway. But, yep, neat process. Well, congratulations. And I know that, you know, provided, call it some of the seed capital to help enable this first that's, ever Made in America exactly to come together. Right. That's exactly right. So, you know, go back. And I'm curious because I know you started buying some of the websites and the domain names. You started having some of the inspiration. But, you know, was there a story? Was there a turning point that said, you know what? Let's do it. It's crazy. It's never been done before, but let's go ahead and you know pull this thing off. Well, the trade show was not the first attempt. We had done other things, like we created a directory one time. Uh, we had even tried to piggyback Amazon because you can be an affiliate of Amazon and try and sell Amazon products, and you make a percentage of those. Uh, turned out to be a disaster because Amazon will not let you peek behind the curtain well enough to truly understand which products are made in the United States. So consequently, we had some products that wound up on our website that were not made in the United States, mm. and the FTC was not too happy about that. So uh, we got a uh, kind of a nasty letter from them, and they uh, wanted us to put a big disclaimer on there, basically saying, okay, just because it's made in USA.com does not mean these products are made in the United States. And so it kind of lost, uh, we lost, credibility by doing that. So we just decided to dissolve that relationship with Amazon mm-hmm. and and just let it sit idle for a little while. And I know you take that commitment very seriously, Don, because what there were about 250 or 300 or so exhibitors there at the trade show? Yeah, so it depends on how you count them, but somewhere around 270 is probably the right number. Um, and what's been cool, as you may have witnessed, is that these manufacturers want to get involved at a deeper level than just participate at the show. And 
kind of a funny sidebar story, but relates to the Amazon and not being able to have a peek behind the curtains on who truly is made in USA. And I know you guys took that very seriously because I there witnessed one exhibitor be escorted out of the building when it was discovered they were not no, made in USA. It was two exhibitors. Two of them. I uh, saw one firsthand, but. And, and one, I think, slipped through the cracks, but we'll be a little more prudent in that next year. Got it. It, it was almost like the uh, attendees, not the attendees, but the exhibitors that were there were clapping as they were walk, being escorted out. And uh, it was it was pretty, pretty interesting. We weren't clapping, but we were giving high fives and fist bumps in our booth because we said, you know what? You know, there are a lot of imposters out there. There are a lot of people that play games that, you know, whether it's assembled in the U.S. or decorated in the U.S. or designed in the U.S., but, you know, there's very few that make that full-fledged commitment to make sure it's absolutely made in USA. That's correct. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of uh, deception. Mm -hmm. I call it deception that goes on because people want, as, I, as you know, 80% of Americans want to buy an American-made product. Mm -hmm. So that's a label, that's a brand, if you will. And so if somebody can falsely stick that brand on their product and have more sales, there are people that are willing to do that. And we're, we're working with legislature to try and crack down on those and actually put some penalties together. And in fact, there was a letter that just went to the FTC from the senators, four senators signed it. I saw it yesterday um, where they're asking for real enforcement on any of that deception that goes on. I'm glad that we're getting you know, Congress and those folks behind it because there needs to be the appropriate legislation to go ahead and make sure that guidance is there because otherwise it's too easy to deceive the American consumer. So, You're exactly right. so don't, what had you most energized being there in Indianapolis? And I know there was lots to learn and I know you talked about, hey, wanting to improve the attendance and I know just your continuous improvement mindset, hey, how do we make it even better? But you know, what had you the most energized? There was a couple things probably. One was to see the outpouring of support. I've been to a lot of trade shows, participated in trade shows, and I probably had well over 100 people chase me down and shake my hand and say thank you. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it was very, uh, very touching for them to do that and for them to... I guess show their appreciation for what we've, what we as a team had put together and the effort that we had put in, into, the, into that show. But I guess the cream was on Sunday, when uh, Pastor Rafael Cruz gave his message, and we had a, a, a pretty large number of people give their hearts to the Lord. That was that was significant. Yeah. And that's one thing I love that that conference itself was you know a reflection of you and your values both you know the professional business values and the commitment to made in usa but you know the tie to your personal faith as well you know when i had an opportunity to speak on stage on saturday night i talked about not knowing that coming in i thought this was you know strictly focused on made in usa but you know in the right balance kind of way i loved how the day started out with a prayer and ended with a prayer and then you had an optional service on sunday for those who wanted to do it be able to attend and there was a little bit of pushback, but overwhelmingly amount of support saying, finally, somebody's standing up. Uh, if you look at every dollar and we talk about dollars and how dollars are being spent, every single dollar, every coin has 
and God we trust. Mm -hmm. So do we or don't we? And we believe we should and we do. Yeah. And it was not a mandatory service. It was not a mandatory event. But, you know, for those who wanted to be there, that wanted to participate. And, you know, I was blown away by the music, the worship, the message, everything. It was quite uplifting on a Sunday morning. It was, uh, it was amazing. It really was. So, you know, I know you, Don, and your DNA and saying, okay, how do we make it even better? How do we raise the bar even higher for, you know, year two? Because it was a monumental undertaking for year one. So tell me what you're thinking, how you're going to raise the bar even higher and what's planned for year two. Uh, year two, we're in the process of raising some funding. I am uh, unable myself personally to continue funding and subsidizing uh, the next year's show. So we're creating a list of individuals and, and sponsors that we think can help carry the ball forward, help carry the ball forward. So we're in the process of raising some funding to do that. Hopefully we'll get that done by the end of the year so we can actively start soliciting uh, for 2020 in a, in a very aggressive way. So that's, that's what's happening. So, um, but on a, on a, on a, we, we're not going to let that hold us back. We, we fully believe that that's going to happen. We've been a lot of, people that have given us the nod that they want to participate financially. And, and so we believe that's going to happen on top of that. Uh, we've done, we launched the .org site. So made America.org where people can actually give donations. If they want to give $10 a month or $20 a month to what we call educating consumers, the importance of buying an American made product. You've probably heard me say the, 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 that the power of change is literally in our pockets. And it all boils down to how we decide as consumers. U.S. consumers are the most viable commodity on the planet. We have more power than anybody realizes. And uh, you, you look at, at, at tariffs, and tariffs are designed to uh, change consumer behavior by raising the price of imported products. Well, that's one way to change consumer behavior, but the other way to change consumer behavior is voluntarily through patriotism and getting folks to understand that when they buy an American-made product, they're actually creating American jobs and saving the American way of life. It's a much, much bigger picture, and so each of us have a duty. What, what, what higher purpose can we have with our dollars than to buy an American-made product to save an American job and save the American way of life? There's not one. So. If we each take that uh, very seriously, and that's what the MadeAmerica.org is about, is to put funding together to put together a very large uh, educational campaign through PSAs over various media to educate consumers of uh, the importance of buying an American-made product. And then on top of that, we also launched, or in the process of launching, MadeInUSA.com, which will be the largest online store of U.S.-made products. So. We look at it as why 80% of Americans want to buy American-made products. The real challenge is availability. Mm -hmm. So people don't have, they can't go to the store. The retailers don't offer U.S.-made products readily. So it's a real challenge to, to find, identify, and purchase an American-made product. So we want to make it quick, simple, and easy for people to find, identify, and purchase an American-made product. So we're in the process of building MadeInUSA.com, which will be the largest online store of U.S.-made products. Uh, so we're taking... Um, Different manufacturers are are telling us they want to list their products. So once we get to about a half a million products, we'll turn turn it on. Uh, what we've come to realize is that 
if you don't have enough significance uh, of, of product availability, uh, folks won't come back because you didn't satisfy their need to, to for that purchase. So uh, we actually want to be the doorway between uh, the U.S. manufacturing base and the world. The world still wants to buy an American-made product. Oh, yeah. It's 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 the, again availability. So we want to be that one point, a single point of contact to find, identify, and purchase an American-made product. So those are the other two launches at the same time. We're trying to get the trade show going at yeah. the same time. So we're very very busy, and 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 our vision is very strong and very very focused. Um, and we think we have a path to get there. So we're super excited about the future. Uh, we don't have any fun sitting in the bank ready to go, but hey, that's what faith's all about. Well, Don, I love the push on the consumer side and voting with your wallet because I think most people lose sight that you vote at the ballot box You know, every election cycle. So every two years, every four years, we make a very important decision. But you literally, every single day when you go shop, you vote where you're spending. And I think oftentimes... You know, people lose sight of that. And I love back to the frustrations you had with Amazon and not giving you a peek behind the curtain. Now it's starting to come full circle. Right. Well, the part of that education is people currently are using price and value and, and uh, quality as purchasing considerations. We want to raise a third one, which is country of origin. If we can raise country of origin to that third consideration to actually be a most important consideration, then that is the turning point when the, the, the consumer turns the product over and says, nope, it's not made here, I can't buy it. Or yes, it's made here, I do wanna buy it. So those are, that's the consideration that we want people to look at as a primary focus when they make that purchase. Well, Don, personally, I love that because one of the taglines we use at Authentically American is, where's yours made? And that's <laughs> designed to build that awareness because most people don't even think about it. And it's astonishing the history because back in the 90s, you know, as recently as 1994, when I graduated from West Point in 93, you know, there was 50% of the apparel in the U.S. that was still made in the U.S. And people are just blown away, astonished to know that it's now less than 3%. There's only 2.7% that's made. And, you know, whether it's apparel or all the other industries that were represented in Indianapolis, there's some great high-quality American-made products that are also competitively priced. People just need to know that they're out there. They do, and that's the uh, what we call the accessibility side of the of the equation, which is the trade show, is show that there is accessibility. Uh, and on top of what you just said there, the sovereignty of this country is truly at stake. Should these com countries decide not to send us our clothes, we'd be naked in six months. If they decide not to send us our cell phones, we'd be in cave. We'd be in caves in six months or our cars wouldn't operate. So we have a lot of dependency that we don't even, our drugs, we talked about the drugs being no longer made in this country anymore and how 80% of our drugs are made outside of this country. And so we would be sick, we'd be living in caves and we'd be naked. So it'd be a very uh, stark place, the United States, should these countries decide not to provide these products that we now rely heavily depend on them for. No doubt about it. And is there a timeline, Don, for when you envision you know this new e-commerce platform to be up and running? It's all dependent on the number, how quickly we can put together those products. We're looking for representatives that can go out and sit down with the manufacturers and help them 
get those products online. So we're looking for reps. Uh, we're looking for people to have relationships. Uh, there's rep organizations, obviously, to shortcut, shortcut some of that. Um, but it's going to be kind of an eBay style, which is basically you post your products on a storefront and uh, very similar to eBay versus Amazon. We don't anticipate warehousing anything. Um, so we just want to make a, basically a, a path, a quick, simple path for manufacturers to get their products online and a quick, simple path for people to find, identify, and purchase an American-made product. Well, Don, you may already have us you know, listed there in the you know, tally column, but you can definitely, if you're not, you know, list Authentically American and our product lineup there as well because we'd be honored to be part of it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Super. Fantastic. So, you know, brief sidebar because, you know, uh, you know, when we got introduced, I thought of you as MrMadeInAmerica.com and the conference and everything, but I, you know, found out Brad shared with me a little side business you have as well if you're a tourist coming down to Orlando. Tell me more about that. Oh, uh, wow. Well, um, so it kind of, it's crazy where ideas come from. Mm -hmm. I was down in South America traveling with the trade delegation. And uh, one of the guys that was with us was the Orlando, uh, director of the Orlando Tourism Commission. And he said he had a list with him of the top 10 things tourists want to do when they come to Orlando. So I said, so he showed it to me. And I, interestingly enough, number one was Disney, number two was beach, but number three was seeing alligator. I go, that was uh, in 1998, 98. I filed it in the back of my head and I said, uh, there's an opportunity there somewhere. So in '04, I went ahead and trademarked the name Gator World. And so I held on to trademark for a long time, thinking, again, something like maybe an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so I um, was able to, to put together the funds and found the property to put together a Gator World. And basically, it's a roadside attraction just off I-75 in Wildwood near the villages where people can stop quickly uh, uh, hold a gator, feed a gator, see a gator, and then we also have a petting zoo with goats and rabbits and chickens and whatnot. But uh, it's 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 just a quick, simple, easy check the box. Saw an alligator in the state of Florida. And keep going. If you look at uh, where the other places are, they're not convenient necessarily, and they and they certainly take all day, and they're relatively expensive. So we just wanted to make it a, a quick, simple, easy way for people to to have that alligator experience. Well, Don, the Wegner family is planning a trip to Orlando, and it's the number one destination there because my nine-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia has not been to Disney, and he wants to go, and now we'll make sure we make a visit to Gator World as well. Super. Love to have you. Well, we'd love to go, so I'm going to share that with my wife for on the timing for when we're getting ready to make our next trip. So, you know, Don, one of the questions I love to ask all of our our guest is, you know, related to who we are as a business and what we stand for. So I like to ask the question is, what in your mind does it mean to be authentically American? Well, uh, to be authentically American, I mean, first of all, it means you love this country and you're willing to do anything for it. And it's a service attitude. It's not a me attitude. It's a country first. Uh, if you look at all the creeds of all the service uh, services in the military, country is way up there and you are after your country. And so it's a matter of putting others and this country ahead of yourself. Mm 
and determining that um, you want to make this country a better place. And some of that translates into manufacturing, but mostly it translates into our actions and our thoughts and our beliefs that we have a country that's very special. It's never been done in, in the world before, and we should do everything we possibly can to protect it. Love that perspective and what you're sharing, Don, and that's really at the heart of what we're doing and why we want to host this podcast is we want to have you know, guests like you that are passionate about our country, that believe in the values and ideals that have made our country such a great nation, and they're not just sitting by, that they're you know, actively taking actions to make a difference. So, Don, I'm honored to call you a friend. I know you're working fast and furious, getting ready for an even better year, too, with MadeInAmerica.com, so I appreciate you investing the time with me this morning. My pleasure, Dean. Thank you for having me. All right. All the best, Don. Thank you. God bless. You've been listening to the Authentically American podcast. You can follow Authentically American on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and find all our episodes at authenticallyamerican.us forward slash podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.